Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhavo from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are looking at the 39th and 40th verses of the Tao Te Ching, and we will be reflecting on these verses in light of our study of astrology. So as you guys know, I do this series as a way of taking a pause during the middle of the week, just reflecting on why we're here. Why, why do we do astrology? What, what is the intention behind paying attention to uh, the stars every day? And the Tao Te Ching is a text that I have turned to for a long time, along with the I Ching, and uh, its wisdom as a way of deepening my reflections upon the astrology of the day or whatever I have to share about the astrology of the day. So, um, you know, I think it's it's a great text for people to take in because it can it really will just it'll do nothing but complement your understanding and uh, your your journey with astrology. So you don't have to have seen any of the previous episodes to get something good out of this. Um, but they're all packed with every verse of the Tao Te Ching is packed with really um, beautiful teachings. So I hope you will enjoy today's 39th and 40th verses. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your comments and thoughts as you reflect on these verses. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you can always find a transcript of every daily talk on the website, uh, nightlightastrology.com, where you can check out all my classes and readings. Um, check them out there. There's a pre-registration sale that lasts until September 12th. So be sure to take advantage of that while it's still is around. Um, we have a, a couple a couple new classes beginning, especially the Roots and Spheres program that begins on January 19th. You can join Ashley and I for a year of studying plant medicine and astrology together um, and uh, really trying to deepen our connection to the astrology while also working with uh, plant teachers. So check that one out in particular. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to look at two verses. As usual, I read through the two verses and then uh, read through them a second time, pausing after each verse to offer some reflections uh, that correlate with our study of astrology. So here's verse 39. 39 and 40 together. From ancient times till now, the one has been the source of all attainments. By realizing the one, heaven becomes clear, earth becomes still, spirits gain power, and hearts fill up with joy. By realizing the one, kings and lords become instruments of peace, and all creatures live joyfully upon this earth. Without the one, heaven has no clarity and would crack. Earth has no peace and would crumble. Spirits have no power and would lose their charm. Without the one, hearts would dry up, empires would fall, all things would go lifelessly upon this earth. <clears throat> Long ago, kings and lords called themselves orphaned, lonely and unworthy. What honor can there be without humility? What heights can be reached without being low? The, piece of a chair, the pieces of a chariot are useless unless they work in accordance with the whole. A man's life brings nothing unless he lives in accordance with the whole universe. Playing one's part in accordance with the universe is true humility. So whether you're a gem in the royal court or a stone on the common path, if you accept your part with humility, the glory of the universe will be yours. Verse 40, the movement of Tao is to return, the way of Tao is to yield. Heaven, earth, and all things are born of the existent world. The existent world is born of the nothingness of Tao. Two really beautiful verses. Let's go back to 39. We're going to reread this and then offer a few reflections. From ancient times till now, the one has been the source of all attainments. 
By realizing the one, heaven becomes clear, earth becomes still, spirits gain power, and hearts fill up with joy. By realizing the one, kings and lords become instruments of peace, and all creatures live joyfully upon this earth. Without the one, heaven has no clarity and would crack. Earth has no peace and would crumble. Spirits have no power and would lose their charm. Without the one, hearts would dry up, empires would fall, all things would go lifelessly upon this earth. Long ago, kings and lords called themselves orphaned, lonely, and unworthy. What honor can there be without humility? What heights can be reached without being low? The pieces of a chariot are useless unless they work in accordance with the whole. A man's life brings nothing unless he lives in accordance with the whole universe. Playing one's part in accordance with the universe is true humility. So whether you're a gem in the royal court or a stone on the common path, if you accept your part with humility, the glory of the universe will be yours. I forgot to change the slide there. It's a really beautiful verse. Let's um, look at it piece by piece. A few things that come to my mind. Um, one of them is that this is not, when, when the verse opens up from ancient times till now, it's, it's easy to take that for granted, uh, almost like, you know, this is, uh, this has been around for so long, this, this wisdom. Really what's being said, what's really a reminder to us is that when you read the Tao Te Ching, you're, you're not reading a religion. You're not reading the text of a religion. You're not you're not reading something that's a new idea or a new thought or a new a new um, trend or fad. It's not something to join or, you know, like identify yourself by. I'm a Taoist or, um, I mean, not saying that one couldn't or shouldn't say that, but the idea here is that this is an eternal truth from ancient times till now, just in, in it, there's many similar statements in um, yogic texts. Really, it's pointing to the timelessness of this wisdom. The one has been the source of all attainments. By realizing the one, heaven becomes clear, earth becomes still, spirits gain power, and hearts fill up with joy. By realizing the one, kings and lords become instruments of peace, and all creatures live joyfully upon this earth. One of the things that I get out of studying astrology every day, I guess the, the thing that I experience as a, as a benefit of studying astrology and talking about it and creating videos and hearing all of your stories is that when you start to perceive the universe or the cosmos as a well-arranged whole, um, you have a sense that there's nothing that's happening, not a blade of grass moving without this movement, this divine intelligence or spirit, which literally means like breath or wind, that's moving over things, that's moving things as, um, uh, as everything is happening, that there's an intelligence behind it all that's moving it along. And some days I take that for granted. You know, some days I, th I think of my role, we do have free will, and our intelligence is part of the divine intelligence. We get the experience of being an agent with our own will, but 
mysteriously, our will is also part of the great way. It's always working its way. It's like currents within one mighty current. And they're all working together at all times. And when I observe the heavens day in and day out, on my best days, I have a felt sense that everything is where it needs to be. And for me, that takes away the feeling of chance, chaos, uh, that, that, that everything is happening and it's, it's happening outside of my control and I'm struggling mightily to, to control it. Instead, I get the sense of I'm, I'm participating in a great movement like, like music that's happening that I'm somehow a part of. And I start listening. I, I, I listen inwardly and I think to myself, how can I make a choice in this moment, whether it's on the level of thought or feeling or action, words, that contributes something positive, something peaceful, something loving, something reflective, curious, magical, fun, delightful. And when I when I live that way, the, the burden of, of seriousness is released. It's as though it's as though I don't have to take everything so seriously. There's a, a lightness and a, and a magic and a trust. And it's easier to, to stay curious and, and to stay buoyant, moving along, I let go of the seriousness, like everything's at stake. And I, you know, it's, it's more like a, a constant experiment. Oh, well, okay, I'm going to do this or think this or whatever. And then I get feedback and I'm, wow, there's no, there's no thought or word or deed or action that doesn't get some kind of feedback if I listen. And the feedback is just beautiful. And the planets are always there as these mediums through which that kind of reflection is available, that kind of feedback is available. And the more I do this, the more I realize the one is the source of all attainments. This divine intelligence helps me see things clearly. It helps me experience peace. It helps me get in touch with inspiration. And imagine what the world would be like if, for example, leaders of you know, captains of industry and leaders of government and so forth were actively talking about the importance of something like the Tao or listening to that divine voice. At least trying, you know. And I'm not saying that none of them, you know, some of them probably do. But without the one, heaven has no clarity and would crack, earth has no peace and would crumble. Spirits have no power and would lose their charm. Without the one, hearts would dry up, empires would fall, all things would go lifelessly upon this earth. That's just a reminder of what, that, that there's something invisible that's carrying everything, sustaining everything, holding everything, that everything comes from and returns to. Astrology puts us in touch with that if we do something more than just access the astrology for what it gives me or what will happen or what won't happen. We can do that, but if we also reflect upon the message in in the mess, you know, the the some insight or magic that's there to help us take things a little less seriously, it's uh, it's a very beautiful practice when we can access astrology on that level. 
this is and this is why these texts mean so much to me because they help me approach astrology every day from this point of view if if i'm lucky enough to be sort of tuned in so Long ago, kings and lords called themselves orphaned, lonely, and unworthy. What honor can there be without humility? See, that's the beautiful thing about humility is that it doesn't come from a place of, of self-degradation. Like, you know, it's not, it's not degrading one's own value to be humble. Humility is the natural result, as far as I can tell in the moments that I feel like I have been humble, it's the natural result of just recognizing that that there's nothing that that moves or acts or has its being without this great divinity. And the more you realize that, the more you realize that, you know, you're you're not the lord of the universe, you know? You're just a little beautiful perfect you know, grain of sand. The pieces of chariot of a chariot are useless unless they work in accordance with the whole. A man's life brings nothing unless he lives in accordance with the whole universe. Playing one's part in accordance with the universe is true humility. So whether you're a gem in the royal court or a stone on the common path, if you accept your part with humility, the glory of the universe will be yours. This perspective is so beautiful to me. That if we think about living in the moment, being reflective and listening, and playing our part in small ways, not in grandiose ways, not let me save the world or, and if we happen to save the world somehow, great. But if we just focus on the, the smallest moments of doing, you know, kind of do the next right thing and staying in our lane, not so much as a, uh, you know, not acknowledging the reality of others, but as a way of saying, look, if I can just play my part well, in the small stuff, the result is that there, there is a, a kind of inner refinement that takes place and a sense of your role being, you know, just absolutely essential. And the more th that we realize our role is essential somehow, vital, no more or less than anyone or anything else in all of creation, then, you know, we, we have a crown that's utterly unique to wear, a sort of spiritual crown. And the, the dignity of that, it vanishes without humility. The, the beauty and the, the little healthy pride we can take in who we are vanishes without humility. The glory of the universe is ours, the Tao Te Ching tells us, if we play our part simply. Well, to me, paying attention to the astrology day in and day out is something that helps me play my part simply. Okay. There's a square in the sky today and I can and I'm noticing it in these areas of my life. What are the tensions? What is the the good and right and true thing to do in this moment? And how can I delight in it and stay curious, not trying to just get it right, but trying to learn and live from the heart as I do it. And if I live like this even just a little bit, even just one day out of the week if I manage to summon a little bit of this consciousness, it makes a huge difference. It's like putting in an hour and getting paid for 20. Verse 40, the movement of Tao is to return. The way of Tao is to yield. 
Heaven, earth, and all things are born of the existent world. The existent world is born of the nothingness of Tao. It's a very deep verse, even though it's short. What I love about this verse is the idea that everything in the manifest world is, is coming from and within the manifest world. But the manifest world itself comes out of this invisible source that you you can't talk about or see yet its evidence is everywhere and that's exactly what i feel in touch with when i have a planetary aha moment like for example i was just at i was just at <laughs> i was just at isar which is a um isar is an astrology conference that was held in colorado and um I was not going to attend a banquet on the Saturday night of the conference. Um, I want I, I had dinner with a friend and then I thought uh, a, a colleague, and then I thought, um, yeah, I don't want to go. It's an award ceremony banquet. And I don't know, my ego was feeling ruffled by the idea of like astrologers receiving an award. And, um, and, but then I just I just needed to get over it and go support my colleagues. I, and I realized that I was like, don't be don't be petty. Like I kind of was like astrology, you know, awards for astrology just feels like I don't know. You don't hand out an award for who's the the best Taoist <laughs> or or who's the best yogi or something. I don't know. So I just thought it was. I just didn't really. I wasn't attracted to it for some reason, you know. But then I knew that some of my colleagues were being nominated for different things that they'd worked very hard toward. And I thought, I better just go. And, um, you know, when I sort of, I guess, just put my ego and my judgments aside, um, one of the things that ended up happening was that um, I was sitting at a table and they were going through the awards and there was one that I had been nominated for. And no one told me, like, <laughs> I had no idea. And I was flooded with a sense of gratitude and appreciation that people valued my work. And suddenly I realized that um, the Tao had somehow led me into that moment, but it had required me to reflect just for a moment on how petty and judgmental I was being about the award ceremony and then go and sit down. And, um, and I walked away feeling full, uh, but <laughs> Because I, because in part I had taken a moment to empty my ego. And I don't know, I'm sure you guys have had moments like that too, where you just catch yourself, you know, you, you and you just think, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to let go of my, my judgment or whatever my ego is up to at the moment, you know, and just do something that, um, you know, kind of, kind of maybe just take the high road for a second, you know, you realize and then something amazing happens and you, you, you know, you you go, well, there's a magic in that, isn't there? It's like that, that it's like we're, we get these little tests. And I was reflecting on the fact that Venus in the sky was opposing Saturn. Uh, and so Venus in Leo was opposing Saturn in Aquarius. And I had this weird kind of a very Saturn and Aquarius opposite Venus and Leo reaction to the idea of like awards, kind of a judgment about them. 
And then I thought, well, I better just set that aside. And I, I, you know what I credit to that? I credit that to having a meditation practice where there's just a tiny bit more awareness that you might be able to access when such a moment comes up, you know? Because I don't, I mean, most of the time I miss stuff like that, you know, that my ego just sends me tripping. But for some reason, you know, I managed to reflect on it and then there I was and the, you know, this thing happened and I just thought that's, those are the planets, the planets. If I listen and participate and interact and reflect and stay curious to what they might be teaching me and try to make the, just the simple right choice in a moment it can lead to really magical things. And then this awareness that everything comes from this invisible intelligence it rises up in me and I'm re-inspired and joy is back in my life. Self, it's so absurd and you can laugh at yourself and everything's light again. That's not so serious. So anyway, thought you guys might enjoy that story. And hopefully these reflections today are useful for you as well, where, wherever you may be. I did not win the award, by the way, but uh, the person who did, I think, was was deserving, and and I really didn't care. I was so shocked to even have been nominated. I was like, whoa. And then, you know, the, the real reward, in a sense, for me, or award, you could say, was the experience itself of almost having missed that moment because of my own judgments, you know? And that's so, it was so Venus opposite Saturn, Venus and Leo opposite Saturn and Aquarius. And then I was just like, I love this. I love this. That was, that's the that's the award I'll take home from the universe. A little totem for my shelf was that experience. What, you know, what a beautiful thing. And if we live life like that, there's no real winners or losers. There's just the appreciation of the Tao itself. Um, and we should be so lucky to have it come up and, and visit us once in a while. And that's why I do this once a week is to make sure that we're reflecting on this so that we can invite it in. Open arms, open heart to receive this grace. So um, I hope you're having a good week and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.